welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friend. Today's episode is a conjuring, meaning it is me and another witch talking together about something that we would like more of in the world. Today's Conjuring features Jennifer Battle. Jennifer is a business strategist and a community-building networking expert. That is, she helps people forge values-aligned and profitable connections with other folks. Jennifer is the founder and leader of Success Revolution Society, which is a masterminding community for online business owners where she really practices what she preaches. So Jennifer joined me to talk about the like no trust factor. And if you are an entrepreneur, you have likely heard about this like no trust. We want to forge connections with other people where they like us, they know us, and they trust us. And theoretically, this makes them want to purchase things from us and it makes them want to partner with us, etc. So Jennifer has a different way of thinking about this like-no-trust factor. She redefines it completely. And as you know, I am always here for a redefinition. So in the episode today, Jennifer and I talk about how to make genuine and fruitful connections with other people as we are making our way through life and business. I hope you enjoy this conversation and that it inspires you to connect in a new and different way. This week in today's episode in this summer of conjurings with fabulous witches from all over the scene, I have Ms. Jennifer Battle here with me today. Jennifer, hello. And Jennifer, you are the connection queen. (laughs) I love it when people call me that. I'm a queen who believes in connection. So yeah, I absolutely love connecting with people and just um, getting to engage with them in a non-businessy, human-to-human kind of way. And lo and behold, it actually tends to work well for business too. So, yep, that's they started calling me the connection queen. Yes, I love it. So, we are going to talk today about the like no trust factor. Mm. Any listeners who've been in these entrepreneurial streets for any amount of time have heard about the like no trust factor. When did you learn about that idea, the whole concept of it? Yeah, probably like most people, I had a business coach. So I've been an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. for six and a half years now, and I actually started off as a fitness coach. And um, one of the first like big, when I say big, bigger investments that I made in my business, I hired a business coach. And, you know, we're talking about how to get clients and, you know, they're like, well, 
You got to establish that KLT, that no like and trust factor. And the mm-hmm. way it was presented to me and the way I continue to see it presented is that means on social media, you share more of yourself. So you might share pictures of your dogs or your family or personal stories, or in some extreme cases, you know, people would break down and cry in front of the camera Mm. because they were trying to establish the fact that they were human and you should know me, know the ins and outs of my life. You like me and therefore you trust me and you buy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, yes, I do believe on being your whole self on social or your whole self in your business, but it just felt a little, I don't know, fake, rehearsed. It didn't seem that genuine. So I recently just started thinking about how could I actually, what are we actually trying to get at with no like, and trust? I think it was a good idea Mm -hmm. that through, you know, different um, interpretations or coaches or, you know, people using it so often, it kind of really lost its core meaning. So Mm. I've really been trying to discover that core meaning. Yeah, that's very performative, right? It's like, here I am in my house with the video camera in my phone, and I'm doing I'm doing a little show, a performance, so that you will like me and so that you will feel like you know me, right? And other other marketing consultants will be like, oh, you know, you have to like tell anecdotes that are relatable, right? It's like the the Us magazine stars, they're just like us, right? But it does feel fake, I think, because it because it feels performative. It feels very one-sided. Performative is such a perfect word for that because that's exactly how I felt. And I'm going to guess people who are listening are probably like nodding their heads Mm -hmm. because, you know, we were told to basically put on this show, put in on this image so that people would like us. And, you know, I think back, like if I'm telling my kid, you know, back in elementary school who might want to make new friends, I would never give them that advice. (laughs) What's the advice we always got? Oh, be yourself. Go out there, do your thing. But it's almost like we don't, we are taught that people don't want to see us. We want to be that cute. I always call it like the the pink and glittery version of ourselves that is appealing. And it just didn't seem right. And I think we were really looking for something a lot deeper than that. And so I really started to spend this last year redefining what no like and trust means, because I do believe that the basics of it are true. It's like, hey, people really do need to know who they're going to be spending time or investing in. And sure, they want to like you. And of course, the entrust part is correct. But let's reframe that into words that mean something to us now. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying no, like, and trust, I started to say familiarity Mm -hmm. for no, joy for like, and integrity for trust. And I just felt that those were such meatier and more meaningful terms that people could wrap their heads around. So knowing me, it's not just seeing me doing a dance with my dog or, you know, cute stuff with my dog. And I, yes, I have two dogs and I totally put their stuff all over my Instagram. Yes. But knowing me might know that 
I have a kid going off to college and it's terrifying to me and exciting or knowing that like what my values are and what's super important to me, like the hill that I would die on. Knowing me might be that like, if you hear drop it like it's hot, I'm going to drop it like it's hot. Like <laughs> you've got to know who someone is, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not that superficialness. It's that deep understanding of who the person is. And I think we saw that, especially post-2020, when you have a lot of business owners and there's a lot of uh, challenges around racism and systemic racism and violence and, you know, and women's rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, you started to see things about people that you either really liked or you really didn't. Mm -hmm. And then you realize it's like, oh, man, I didn't even know that business person or I didn't even know that individual. And that would impact how you do business with them. So that knowing is being really familiar with them on a much, much deeper level. Yeah. So when we're talking about that, like familiarity, what are the ways we cultivate familiarity that aren't necessarily performative? Like when I think about it for myself, when I'm creating things to send to people or when I'm creating things for people to listen to, I am looking for ways to solicit their participation in that, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, I will periodically say like, hey, if there's something that you want a spell for, send me an email. When I'm quote unquote creating content, right? <laughs> I'm not just thinking of it as like I am output and those people are receivers of the output, right? right. I think of it more as like a back and forth, like a conversation. Absolutely. If I'm someone who's trying to um, create familiarity, I guess that might, I'm not sure if that's the right verb, but mm. let's go with it. Mm -hmm. Create familiarity. The things that I'm going to be thinking about is like, well, how am I showing up? That's really me. You know, mm -hmm. what's the voice that I'm using? What's the, what are the words that I'm using? If someone met me in real life and does that person match up with a person that they might see online or mm -hmm. in a different community or whatever, it's more about like being exactly who you are and being that way consistently. So when I talked about the values piece and seeing kind of a values disconnect with some business owners, it was mm -hmm. because they were putting on a face. Right. And then we realized when shit hit the fan <laughs> that they weren't who they they claimed to have been. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about being exactly who you are, being very honest about who you are, what you believe, what your values are, what your voice is, using the language that you would use consistently around everybody and don't put on the face or the facade or the voice of the quote perfect business owner, just being yourself. Mm -hmm. So the familiarity piece is when I'm trying to create familiarity with other people, the first thing I have to do is be very comfortable with myself mm -hmm. and then be comfortable enough to show that version of me or that real version of me to mm -hmm. everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I'm seeking to get more familiar with someone, what I like to do is just pay attention you know, I listen to what they say and how they say it and are they consistent with it? And also just asking questions. If I am in conversation with someone, most of my coffee chats have zero to do with business. I'm usually like, oh, yeah, where'd you get that necklace or mm -hmm. 
you know, tell me about your vacation or, or the, the last coffee chat I had, we had a probably a 20 minute conversation about the Fast and the Furious movies. But those are the things that we did that we actually got to know each other is that we became really familiar with each other. And so that's what I mean. It's like when we're looking for no like and trust, we're really first looking to seek familiarity. And mm-hmm. through that, we find connection. Yeah, I love that. I'm also interested in drawing a distinction, I think, between sometimes there's a version of vulnerability online that feels performative, right? Or or that feels just like too much, which is not to say like, listen, if I'm having a challenge or a struggle, it doesn't mean like, oh, don't don't talk about it. But it's at the same time, I think sometimes people have confuse being real with this kind of raw, I don't know. Is there a term called toxic vulnerability? Because I kind of think that that's like the words that come to my mind. Yeah. Because like I am all for like being who you honestly are. And if Mm -hmm. you honestly like this is how you show up or you're having an issue and you vent or you're crying and that's you, well, Mm -hmm. you know, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself being like, oh, I'm having this issue, let me film it or let me talk about it with my audience for any reason other than you know, this is how you normally operate, then I just kind of, it's fake, you know, it's just fake. So I feel like there was this like movement, at least that's what it felt like to me. This is all anecdotal people. So don't like look up facts and (laughs) about this. But I felt like 2018, 2019. I mean, I saw so many people like, crying and showing up and lots of stories and lots of like, you know, woe is me. And again, I am not trying to discount people's experiences because hell, being an entrepreneur there are many times, like 10 minutes ago, where I'll be like crying and and having those woe is me moments. But right. it's not in my character. It's not in my normal sense to share that with the entire world. Yeah. So it but it felt like maybe somebody somewhere was giving this advice that, you know, vulnerability meant sadness, vulnerability meant crying on camera, vulnerability yeah. meant whatever. And I think vulnerability is really more about being open and being honest. And mm-hmm. honesty might be that that's not how you act normally in a public forum. Yeah, I'm with that. I kind of feel this. There's also a version of ranting, right? Of like taking a stand, find a polarity and take a stand and like, you know, say something controversial. And it's just like, you can tell when it's like someone is like, this is in full integrity for me. And I, I live this Mm -hmm. versus, you know, what would probably get a lot of views, me talking shit about X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I wrote an email once and I can't remember the wording, but it was kind of like how to be polarizing without being an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. We know the type of behavior that gets a lot of eyes, but to me, it almost sounds like a, a toddler throwing a tantrum. Yeah. You know, they do it because they know they're going to get attention versus this is the way that we're going to, you know, get to the thing that we want or make change. So, yeah, right. it's it's really interesting with so many fun trends online these days or things that we've been taught or things that, you know, frankly, I'm guilty of. I had to unlearn or just lean more into trusting myself. Mm-hmm. 
the like part of the no like and trust was a big one for me. Most people don't believe this about me because I am a connector, but I am very shy. You know, I am not going to be that person who's like, what's up, everybody? You know, a lot of people, times people think that if you connect people or you like talking to people, it means you're extroverted and out there. And that is totally not the truth for me. I am naturally very shy. So this concept of like was so difficult for me because I didn't think I was the kind of person who went out there and everyone's like, oh, she's great. Let's follow her. Let's buy her stuff. So I had to change that, especially when I thought about the people that I liked or that I enjoyed interacting with. And I'm going to shout out my friend Tara because on her CRM, when she meets people, she'll have a category like vibes or high vibes or something to describe how she felt about the person when she met them. Mm. It really is like this person makes me smile. This person brings me joy. So I was like, joy. Now that's an emotion that I can wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I have great interactions with people and we're laughing and we're talking and we're sharing our Vin Diesel stories (laughs) or whatever, you know, that's a, a joy piece. And we're always looking to seek out people who bring us joy in business. And I thought about my favorite retreats, my favorite coaches and mentors and colleagues that I've worked with. And literally every single time I think of them, it puts a smile on my face. Mm. So instead of like, I thought about joy, because that doesn't mean someone has to size me up and determine if I'm okay. It's like, do we have a connection? Are we having fun? Do we have that great energy? And I love looking at my business and asking myself, is this a good energy? Are we having fun? Am I, do I have joy in my life and in my business? Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like a much healthier way to describe that feeling when we talk about no, like, and trust. It's Mm -hmm. more like, the familiarity and the joy. Such a helpful reframe for me. So I'm really hoping that as people hear this, that even if they don't use my reframe, they're open to reframing that concept in a way that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you even just think about telling an entrepreneur, so what you want is to get people to like you. It gets very pleasy, very people pleasy, right? Um, it does spark insecurity. It's like, well, the assumption is they don't like me, and so how do I like make myself likable? How do I or what? What? What do we? We said that about Hillary Clinton, didn't we? Then oh, in, in that election, right? Is she likable? Yeah, it is such a shallow superficial kind of designation. But I love this idea. Is their joy, and it makes me think of you know. Like I love your your dog content, for example, right? Because it's just like I love I love little smashed face dogs and you have two very cute ones. And it also just right, I get a sense of like, look at these babies, look how spoiled they are, look how much warmth and joy is in this home and in in this relationship. I can totally see it. Or I love it when people collect memes and do a meme dump. That also, I'm just like, I love you because we clearly have the same sense of humor. That's funny shit that you just shared, right? And so it is like less about, you know, likability and more about isn't this world amazing? Like, isn't this world full of great and beautiful and joyful elements? 
Yeah. And as you're telling the story, it's like I'm paying attention to my how my body feels like I'm laughing along. I'm thinking of the funny memes. I love you referring to my dogs as smushed faced little dogs. (laughs) This is good. And I feel really relaxed. And and when we're talking about like connecting with people. Like that isn't that what we want to feel like? We don't want to feel like we're like on a job interview mm-hmm. or that we're being grilled. We want to be a hundred percent ourselves. We want to be smiling. We want to laugh. And I feel like sometimes we forget because some some of us who are, who have come from more um, traditional workplaces and are now entrepreneurs we kind of forget that we can choose exactly how we want to feel with people. We can choose the people we want to be around. Mm -hmm. And so that joy component is really, really big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what are the sorts of things you like to do? What are the sorts of things you like to read about, think about? What is it that brings you alive and sparks joy for you? And then it's really just sharing that. This is actually, here's a little, a little secret, a little story from Natalie's personal archives. Once upon a time, I was in graduate school and graduate in a PhD program in English. And I have to tell you, Jennifer, that program destroyed my faith in my ability to write. I had panic attacks when writing just because of the way they treated writing in this in this program. It was truly horrific. And no, I did not finish the degree. I did begin my dissertation, but I did not finish it. And when I wanted to start writing a newsletter for my community, really, right, when I wanted to have an email newsletter, it was so challenging. Like I had so much trauma to work, like emotional trauma to work through, to be able to send something that I knew hundreds of eyes would read. And the way I, the way I did it was I decided that in the newsletter every week, I would recommend a thing or two that was bringing me joy. So I would put in like a recipe or a book I read or a TV show I watched or whatever, right? That was what actually enabled me to send my writing out because I was Mm -hmm. so self-conscious about it. Yes, I want to share my thoughts. Yes, I want to establish like a communication channel with people who might be interested in my work. But even more than that, I just want to connect. And that, those, now they're called Life Enchanting Treats and they are still part of the newsletter. And no, I don't get paid for that, y'all. Just so you know, it's not a sponsorship situation. It literally is, I like this lip gloss and I would like to tell you about it, right? (laughs) But those pieces feel so important to me because that is where I get to connect with people who are like, I also like cooking. I also like good television. I also love novels. I also like lip gloss or whatever it is. And it does. It feels good in my body. And in fact, so good in my body that it was able to help me overcome all of this fear about sharing myself. So I love that. We could 
trade some higher ed stories. I used to work in higher ed for 15 years. And although I didn't have the PhD experience, I have very similar experiences where when I became an entrepreneur, it became so difficult for me to break out of that box. I Mm. was scared to write. And now my newsletter is called That's What She Said. So mm-hmm. I have come, <laughs> I finally let it go. And I I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is that people will like, oh my gosh, Jennifer, your newsletters are so funny. And yeah. I would have never allowed myself to be able to relax, be myself and be happy and funny and weird yeah. like I did before. Like, let's normalize that our businesses are supposed to be fun. This is the thing we're doing because we decided not to do those other things that sucked. Yeah. We want to do fun stuff. So like lean into that, not only with your strategies or tactics, but in your relationships with people, because mm-hmm. that's where the real connection comes in. I think I love that you said you just had this desire to connect. You wanted to relax. You wanted to share the things that were important to you. And that's mm-hmm. like hitting the nail on the head on what I think no like, and trust really is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But thinking about familiarity, joy, and then finally like integrity, that's the key. It's like when you put those things together, you can't help but to connect with some amazing people because you're out there being yourself. They're out there being themselves. You're having fun. And then that last piece is that your values aligned or that you have integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, and I'm sure my textbook definition of integrity that I'm using is not a hundred percent correct. So Natalie, I know you have this wonderful thing of defining the words. So I'm like, (laughs) oh man, she's going to get me on this one. But I will just say when I say integrity, I think about values. I think, is this person values aligned with me? Mm -hmm. Is this someone that if I say like, hey, check out Natalie, that it's not going to come and bite me in the ass later on? Right. (laughs) Do I trust this person with my other contacts? Do I trust this person to, you know, do what they say they're going to do? Mm. Does this person show up the same way? Like, are they trustworthy? Are they, Mm. do they have integrity? And so that's how I define integrity. So when I think about a person that I am familiar with, there's joy and there's integrity. Like this is a bomb ass person. Like this is someone that I really do want to spend time with, whether I'm buying their stuff, we're hanging out, we're going on a retreat, Mm -hmm. we talk on the phone or, you know, Voxer, which is my new latest obsession. Yes. It doesn't cut you off like Instagram does after one minute, which is very important to someone like me. But that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about where we started our conversation with no like and trust and this performative, fake, forced kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you move to these emotions of like feeling good, knowing someone, wanting to hang out, fully feeling like they have integrity, like that's a completely different like plane that mm-hmm. we're talking about in terms of relationships and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things come to mind. Like one is that um, I love that you you were prolific and you you were elaborate in the different ways in which people might connect. Right. If you're trying to, like, implement no like and trust to make sales, there's no like and trust in that in that. Right. That's it's very manipulative. And instead, if it's like, OK, 
what I really want is to connect with people. And that could be in a variety of ways. It could be collaborative, right? It could be that maybe they will attend one of my events or purchase one of my things. But like when you make that the point, when you make selling your shit the point, no like and trust isn't really possible. And again, I think that comes around to integrity, doesn't it? Because 100%. Yeah. When I think integrity, I think, does this person walk their talk? Like, does Mm -hmm. this person practice what they preach? I see them saying this thing. Do I see them doing it also? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because the first thing I try to teach people is the point of connection sometimes is just connection. You have no idea where it might go or where it might not go. But if you're just really honest with who you are and connecting with someone, eventually good things happen. I just believe that if you put good stuff out there, good stuff will come back to you. Mm -hmm. They may not come back through that person that you're talking to in the Mm -hmm. moment. That's why I'm such an anti- 30 second commercial and networking group kind of thing, because the whole goal is what can you do for me? Mm. And you completely miss the opportunity to get to know someone in a much deeper, much more meaningful and much more beneficial way. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like flexing my faith muscle because my faith, when I say faith, I'm, I'm thinking about faith in the fact that I just know that It's good to connect honestly and joyfully and openly with people. And that's Mm -hmm. always a good thing in your business or in life or whatever. And maybe the benefit is that person makes you so happy or you enjoy it so much that you're relaxed and that allows you to make better decisions. Or maybe you have great relationships and, and yeah, in the future, you do find a way to work together. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot of things, but you have to completely release this idea that we're doing this to get something from each other. Yes. Because yeah. once you do that, it's just totally kills it. <laughs> it's right, just, right. It's all wrong. And so it's hard to teach that in business because business is all about transaction. And if I push this button, this will happen. Mm-hmm. And we as humans sometimes want that certainty. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it's not certain and you just have to believe in yourself that you're doing good things and meeting good people is good mm-hmm. and connecting with people is good. I just had this vision of like a bunch of people in a conference room and everyone is clutching their own business card in a conversation, but not to actually converse in a conversation to wait for the right moment to thrust their business card out into the middle, right? There isn't actual connection happening there. It's not connective because you're focused on you. You're, you're not actually connecting. What you're trying to do is kind of try to like figure out like where's the opening, right? It's like when you have a conversation with someone and they're clearly not listening to you. They're just waiting for their turn to talk, right? That doesn't feel good. It's exactly that feeling. I always jokingly say when I open up my, sometimes I'll do a master class on this kind of topic about connecting with people. And I'm like, we all hate this whole traditional networky style of thing, but 
you know, we're, we've been in the rooms with the stale punch and the cookies and, and, you know, we got your business cards out and people are asking you questions, but they're only listening for what can you do for them? And they're looking over your shoulder to see if someone better will come in. <sighs> and it's like, we've all had that experience. So let's yeah. stop repeating it. But sometimes I think we do that because we don't know another way. Mm -hmm. And so in speaking to you and and teaching the master classes and in my own community, Success Revolution Society, my goal is to show people another way. Yeah. And it's a great way. And it's an exciting and fun way to connect with people and be in community with people. You know, I say business community because my community is technically a business community, but we have all said as members how much personal satisfaction and good feeling that we get out of just interacting with each other in a completely different way than what mm -hmm. people are used to. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to do it differently. It's okay to, you know, lean into your intuition and think about joy and actually spend time and not worry about some relationship or connection having to happen in six weeks or three months. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll get there. Yeah. Relax, chill, let it happen and unfold with absolutely no expectation. I did an experiment once for a whole month where I let that be my philosophy. And interestingly enough, I tracked like the things that came back to me mm. and I was, you know, invited on podcasts and I was invited in conversation. I didn't ask for any of these things. These were not pitches. Mm -hmm. I just said, I'm going to talk to one or two people that I don't know each week and get to know them. Mm -hmm. And the the things that just came, were put out there and came back in the world were amazing. I ended up meeting people who I will be connected with forever, whether it was that person or the person that that person introduced me to. Mm -hmm. And it's all been quite positive. So I do really encourage people to open up and start to push back against some of these traditional ways we've done things. And if it starts with a reframe of no like, and trust, then let it start there. Is mm -hmm. there something else that's been burning in your mind that doesn't feel quite right? Challenge it. Mm -hmm. What feels right to you? Yeah. And I think just releasing that pressure that like, you know, this post needs to yield this many new leads or this podcast episode needs to get me this many new subscribes or whatever, right? Like when we release that pressure, I, I think of, you know, this idea of leaving room for magic, right? And that's, I think, a version of you saying flexing your faith muscle, right? It's like, okay, let me just trust that when the timing is right and when the connection is real and authentic, then it'll bear fruit. Like I had um, this amazing experience this year where there's a woman I met, mm, I'm going to say nine years ago, something like that. We met, we were both at a like a little retreat workshop kind of thing. And we really liked each other. We hit it off. We had a couple dinners together. Um, we traded information, but you know, she's like an entrepreneur mom. I'm an entrepreneur mom. We just, we didn't ever really like, keep that up, but we were on each other's radars, right? And then nine years later, she became a phenomenal client for me 
at exactly the right moment where I could help her the most. Like she was now in the place where I help people best and she remembered me and I remembered her and we just had the most amazing four months together, right? Like that's actually how it works. It took nine years for that connection to bear fruit, but the connection did for both of us, right? Me, for me, a client, and for her, the exact like help that she needed. But the reason that it was able to do that is because the connection was always real. It was never forced. It was never like, how do I get her to work with me now? Or how do I, you know, it was just like, okay, we'll see. In fact, I'm going to continue the story because I think it's important to hear. We had a conversation, she and I, a couple years ago. And we were talking back and forth about, you know, she's kind of interested in coaching, but not really sure or whatever. And through that conversation, again, because like, I really liked her. <laughs> I really <laughs> like, I liked her more, more than I, more than I liked the potential of like working with her, right? Like I liked her as a person. She determined at that time, no, you know, actually, I think my next step is this. And I was like, cool. Yes, definitely. And because that whole process was so spacious and because the relationship and the regard for one another was real, it did eventually like manifest exactly in the way it was meant to. Yeah. Numbers are sexy. You know, like if I do this, if I do this three times, I'm going to get this thing that pops out. Or if I have five conversations, I'm going to get one sale. And, mm. and, you know, for people who like that level of certainty in those numbers, and, and a lot of times it's what we saw with, with our mentors or our consultants or our coaches, we were given this information about how we should operate. And I think the more that I lean into this part of connection, the more I realize it's like, I just have to trust myself. And so my business strategy lately is lean into what feels good. And what feels good may not be remotely close to what people are teaching or what, quote, should happen in a business. Mm -hmm. And yet I find myself more successful in however I define success, which means happiness, which means really strong connections. It means joy. It means being in community with people who have amazing integrity. It means knowing people really well. And I'm very successful in those ways that matter to me. And it's because I just decided that I'm going to go with what feels right, um, Mm -hmm. what feels integrity with myself, what feels in integrity with myself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, allow the magic to happen. Um, A lot of the things that I know I'm talking about actually remind me a lot, Natalie, of your potency potion podcast episodes, because Mm -hmm. the ones regarding fuel and vibes and values were so meaningful to me. I think it's so connected to the way I've reframed know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And also the way I think It's connected to advice that I would give other people who might be struggling to make much stronger and more genuine and even more profitable connections Mm -hmm. in their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One more thing I want to be sure to talk about, especially given this last piece that you're talking about, like integrity, about what feels good, about what aligns. 
I think it's really important in this moment that anyone who is wanting to connect remembers how many places there are to connect, right? If you detest social media, you don't have to do it, right? Like, I'm going to tell them my Facebook thing, Jennifer. That's what I'm going <laughs> to tell them. I used to be a big Facebook user, like back in the day. I really enjoyed it. Now, to me, Facebook feels like an abandoned mall. I don't know. I still have to go there because that's where the Michaels is. But like, I don't want to hang out there. It feels dead inside. It feels failing to me. And so I don't enjoy being there anymore. So rather than pressuring myself to like show up because you have this many followers there, you have this many friends there and that, you know, but it doesn't feel good. So that's just not where I'm going to put my energy, my connection energy, right? Like same with like anyone who's like, oh, you have to do TikTok. TikTok's the place to get viral, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, but maybe if you enjoy it over there, but if you don't enjoy it there, like find somewhere else, like find your local small business association that supports women entrepreneurs, like find your success revolution society with Jennifer, right? There are so many places that we can connect. It doesn't have to be Instagram. It doesn't have to be the conference that quote unquote everyone is going to. If you don't like conferences, don't go. For real. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people like you, all of this starts with knowing yourself really well. And that's exactly what you were saying. Like, be honest about who you are, what you like and what you don't like. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm not on Facebook because of the same reason, abandoned mall. But I'm also not on TikTok because other than watching like ridiculous videos, I don't get it. I mean, maybe that shows my age a little bit or it really honestly, that's just not how I connect. I just don't see that as a means of having real conversation, which mm -hmm. is my favorite medium. So mm -hmm. whether I'm leaving 17 ridiculous one minute Instagram voice notes, or I'm on Foxer, or I do a coffee chat, that's like what I love. Mm -hmm. Because that one on one, get to know someone a little bit more intimately is like, that's my pocket. You know, that's mm -hmm. where I like to be. Now, some people they're like, poke my eyes out, I can't talk to someone for that length of time. And so TikTok might be where it's at or, mm -hmm. you know, the meme cycles. I love I love that point, right? That I mean, to each her own, but there's mm -hmm. no reason to pressure yourself to be somewhere you don't enjoy being. I actually enjoy being on Instagram in a light touch way, in the kind of way that I've curated for myself. And so I don't mind connecting there. I certainly love this podcast. I love recording this podcast. And I see this podcast as a means of connecting with listeners, yes. with guests like you, right? Like this feels like a place that I get to connect that feels very in integrity and feels really good. Yeah. And I think feeling really good is important. So my other big thing that I always encourage people is rest or finding like a cadence that works for them or mm -hmm. taking breaks because 
connection, like real connection should not feel like a job. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't feel like a checklist item. Mm -hmm. You'll really connect with people like truly connect when you're both in a really good place and the energy's there. Again, I, I keep going back to your vibes and values. And I kept thinking I've had moments where I've woken up and maybe I had a coffee chat on my calendar and I just really wasn't feeling it. Like I knew mm -hmm. I was going to be crabby and cranky had absolutely nothing to do with the other individual. Maybe I was sick. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I just needed a day, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, hey, let's talk another time. So having a cadence, like you don't have, if I say I wanted to connect with a new person each week. It was like a gut, like a new one or two, maybe it was zero, maybe mm -hmm. it was three. I don't know. But it wasn't like, okay, I've got to have my checklist. Here's person one, here's person two. And right. no matter what, you go do it. It's like sometimes we just have to pause and give ourselves a little bit of flexibility mm. and rest. Because if you are truly making deeper connections with people, at least for me, it takes energy. And, yeah. and I need to you know, have a moment and recover or just enjoy it, you know, mm -hmm. without necessarily saying, oh, this was a great person. Let me move on to the next one. Yeah, totally. And that comes back again to joy and integrity, right? Is that like, if it's not feeling that way, then it's not going to work. We have a thing in my house where my partner will ask me if I would like to go, you know, to so-and-so's house for whatever, whatever. He's like, or do you think you'll be overpeopled? Because I overpeople very easily. I overpeople very easily because, you know, even if it's like the checker at the grocery store, I will end up having an in-depth conversation with them about their nails or whatever, right? Like I do love to connect very intensely and that that requires me to have plenty of time, alone time and time to replenish for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah, you just got to refuel. I don't know. I think when you're doing anything with all your heart, and this sounds like a little Pollyanna, but when you're doing anything with all your heart, you need to give yourself time to just A, enjoy it, and then understand that it takes something out of you, mm -hmm. not necessarily in a bad way, but you get to replenish that. Uh, something that you taught me is that, you know, when I'm about to do big things, that the rest can come first. <laughs> it can come before yeah. I do the big things. So just understanding that this is your life, your business, your career, do it on your terms. Mm -hmm. you, you have to, because there's not this, when I do this, then the joy comes. It's like, no, it comes when you decide that you want to be happy. You want to feel good. You want to be connected. Sometimes you have to say, forget what everybody is telling me and just trust yourself, trust your gut. Know, you know, what kind of life or existence you want to live. And all of these things we're talking about, whether it's the business or the connections or the marketing, it falls into place when you're able to just forget the script, forget the rules and lean into you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just <laughs> as if it's this simple, I'm going to say, just be who you are. It is not that simple, especially in a world that is constantly trying to convince us to be something more convenient for all of the systems that 
are oppressing us, right? <laughs> but yeah, it is, I think, like that idea of be who you are. Okay, so so for familiarity, if we're mm. going to go go through these, like familiarity and joy and integrity, for familiarity on with what topics, what kinds of initiatives, it's like, mm-hmm. where do you love to connect with people like what are the videos you're watching on TikTok and what does that what does that tell you right like I, for me it's animal videos i will be watching a lot <laughs> of reels and TikToks about animals <laughs> i love to talk about animals i like to connect with people on that t- and my, that doesn't mean that i need to like become a dog trainer and like <laughs> only, you know only talk about that but it does give me a little clue it's like oh yeah that's pretty easy to have those kinds of conversations and to share that part of me that I'm a dog lover and always have been. Yeah. What else do you think is a good way for people to kind of think about conjuring familiarity? Yeah, no, that's such a great question because I think a lot of folks are so interested in this approach, but they're like, where do I start with this? Yeah. Because let's say you get on a coffee chat. Are you just staring at the other person and saying whatever? And so I think for people who are shy, like me, who might need some like nudges or prompts, I just think like if I were talking to my very best friend, what's the thing that I would ask her about? Mm Mm-hmm. And so it might be something like, oh, geez, no, I can't ask that. I mean, this is a podcast. This is my very best friend. So it's got some of the stuff like Matt, she would appreciate me right. sharing that. But it yeah. might be like, oh, so I sometimes I ask questions like, what are you looking forward to? Or what what was fun this week for you? Yeah. Or typically, I'm very clumsy. I usually have a story about how I've tripped or fallen over mm-hmm. something. Or um, I'm rushing to get to the camera or, mm-hmm. you know, My dogs are great for entertainment like that because every now and then I'll be going about my business and then they flop on a camera like, hey, and it just naturally flows. But I kind of think of it as, you know, sometimes I pretend like I kind of already know this person a little bit because Mm. I do in a way. Yeah. And I'll just talk to them. So, yeah, let conversations flow and forget the script. Like so on Netflix, I just finished literally binging four seasons of the show called Never Have I Ever with Mm -hmm. um, Mindy created by Mindy Kaling. Yep, I cried like a baby the entire time. It was so good. I loved it. So of course now I'm like, Hey, have you ever watched Never Have I Ever? And then maybe the answer is no. It's like, okay, what are you watching? And then, you know, I can tell you, I created like literally one of my closest friends over our mutual love of Game of Thrones. I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah, we talk about it all the time, which led to other conversations. I guess there's no formula, but I would start by speaking to them like you would so just come across like our you know you'd mention the person at the grocery store if they have cool nails or if someone has a star wars t-shirt or you know you see something in the background just be curious right yeah and it's like about what you're actually interested in right so i have this coach who starts college like okay what's everybody watching right now and that's where we start and it's not like i'm natalie miller i live in silver (laughs) spring maryland and i'm a i'm a coach for entrepreneur it's like no it's like i'm i i i'm i'm i watched industry twice because Mm -hmm. i loved it so 
much, right? So mm-hmm. it's like that kind of thing. For familiarity, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's just like, what are you actually interested in? What do you actually want to talk about? For real, for real. And then right. trust, trust that, you know, that conversation is going to help you discover your shared values and is going to help you, you know, like figure out where you connect. Yeah. Um, okay. So for... um for joy, I think, I, I think same, right? It's like, what lights you up? What's bringing you alive? Like, what do you, what do you want more of in the world? What do you want to share? Yeah. And for me, I actually think of it when I am, let's say I'm in, you're, you and I are in conversation. When I think about joy, I'm like, does this person light me up? Am I having fun? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a gut and trust my feeling piece Mm -hmm. versus, um, oh, this person could be a client or they're saying something really cool. But it's like, meh. I mean, um, it really is like, would I want to spend more time with this person? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. am I having fun? Did they say something funny? So Mm -hmm. yeah, when I talk to people, I will write down whether, hey, there wasn't really a good connection. And oftentimes they're very nice people. And I don't want you to think that when I'm saying there was no joy, I mean that they were horrible people, but I've had conversations with people who were really cool and doing great things, but we just weren't like a person connection match. Yeah, Yeah. And, and that's okay too. Like, our our goal is i mean i think especially i grew up as a a woman and as a as a black woman making sure i want people to like me and not see me as the angry black woman and to make myself more palatable mm-hmm. so i think oftentimes we get this message that we're supposed to like everybody and if we don't there's either something wrong with me or there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. and that's not true it's like some people are real cool but they're just not your cup of tea yeah so i am honestly saying thinking like as we're having conversation is this fun am i yeah. is there joy And, um, you know, and if there's not, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I probably will um, not continue to get to know them better. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm talking about like a dating show or The Bachelor or something. They don't get a rose, but they're good people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, but it's but it but it is that thing where it's like uh, it's like, what is the vibe here? What's what's the vibe between us? And also when we're thinking about making our own stuff, right? Like, so yeah, what is it that I, what do I want to be emanating into the world? Like, like I, you know, if it's not maybe always exactly joy, um, I think for me, what do I want to be broadcasting and emanating into the world? It is adjacent to joy, at least, right? It's some kind of... It's it's, joy adjacent. It's joy adjacent, (laughs) yeah. Meaning that when people experience me, what are they feeling? And, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm lighting up all the time and there's a ball of whatever maybe it's just feeling of like camaraderie yeah I I totally get her I I really like her right yeah and I've learned to trust that more than totally no I'm I'm like interrupting because I'm so excited because I do want to come back around to that point of like it's not convincing you to like me it's emanating here's what is joy for me and so if you like it you will you will vibe with it and we will connect right but it is coming from this very self 
centered, like centered in myself place rather than a, you know, what's trending right now, you know, (laughs) this approach to a reel. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to just like do something because you're telling me other people are going to like it. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to be who I am. It's kind of what people are trying to tell you when they're like the right people will be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. It's true Mm -hmm. because when, you know, you're, you you have your energy, your honest energy that's out there and you're talking about the real stuff that is important to you and that other person is doing the same. You connect. I mean, one of my tightest friends that I literally met last year, her name is Sarah. And I think that's exactly how we met. Like, I don't know, I was probably making some horrible, weird joke and someone shared it and she saw it, thought it was hilarious then kind of creeped on my thing. And then we just started chatting back and forth. And I'm like, I think we're going to be friends. She's like, I think so too. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's just, it took off from there. But honestly, I, I, when I was putting that stuff out there, it was not like, who's going to like me and, and come to the dark side with me. It's more like, Hey, this is just me. And this is how I use social media. And that mm-hmm. person, you know, connected and vibed and had a very similar energy. And, and now it works. We work with each other all the time. We're friends. We talk to each other. So yeah, yeah, it it works. Yeah. Yeah. And then this last piece, integrity, which of course is very near and dear to me is this like, I'm walking my talk or at least I'm fucking trying. Right. And (laughs) I, and I'm, and I, I'm, I'm not a different person in real life. Um, although I have been told I'm shorter than people expect, <laughs> but but I'm not I'm not a different person. But you're not telling people you're six two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like, of course, we're, you know, it's gonna be a little bit different because people are contextual, but at the same time, it's like you aren't going to find a radically different version of me because I mm-hmm. am being myself. Mm-hmm. I'm being myself wherever I'm going. And um, listen, that's not small. That's really big. But um, the key to that self, that that trust, that faith muscle, that magnetism that you were talking about, I truly believe that is the key. Like you can Mm -hmm. only send out the clear call signal when the signal is like, it's unfiltered from you, right? Like then the call signal is clear and then, and then yes, people can keep, people can pick up on it. Um, If you're sending out this signal, this direction and that signal, that direction, or you're sending out a signal. And then when people actually come in to be with you, all of a sudden they can't find that vibe. They can't find that signal anymore. That's, that's only a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Red flag city. I think Mm -hmm. a huge part of that is knowing who you are. And that's the one thing that I, I wish I would see more uh, mentors and coaches spend time doing because you can only be really clear in projecting that thing when, when you know what that thing is for you Mm -hmm. or those things. And so that's why I'm a huge proponent of values and being values aligned but in order to do you, you have to know what is important to you. What mm-hmm. is the thing that's important? Mm-hmm. And we often, you know, we do these like there are these values exercises, blah, blah, blah. Forget though. You know, the thing like my 
someone you should tell me, you know, what's important to you based on how you're spending your time and how you're spending your money mm -hmm. or how you want to spend your time and your money if you don't have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, really think about like that thing, the, those things that are so just fundamental to you. But I don't think oftentimes we spend time thinking about that or when we think about values we're thinking about like writing it on a piece of paper or having it be a piece of marketing materials but um you know i think it kind of goes back to knowing yourself taking time with yourself so that when you do put your stuff out there in the world you're really really clear and honest and feel good about who you are and what you're saying and what you're putting out there mm -hmm. yeah it's that whole self honoring approach mm -hmm. where it's like I'm not I'm not going to try to be someone else I'm not going to try to like what I don't like I'm going to I'm going to be who I am and I'm I'm going to figure out I'm going to figure out where I can do that right um yeah. it's like I don't need to change who I am I could change with whom I'm hanging out I can change where I'm hanging out I can change that and I can just find the places that suit me the places that are mm -hmm. the, the places and the people that suit me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Ms. Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to Mind Witchery today to talk about your total reframe about the know, like, and trust. Um, where can our sweet listener come and find more from you? I would love to have people um, check me out on Instagram at Jennifer Battle underscore. So that's my first name, last name with the little line underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see pictures of my smushed face dogs. You can see, you know, all the stuff that I'm up to and what I put out there. And then you can judge for yourself if that's if you're if I'm yeah. someone that gives you the no like and trust or the familiarity, joy and integrity vibes. Yes, you can come feel into it. I highly recommend. Um, all right, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming, my sweet listener. Thank you so much for being here with us. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time. Your video is my dogs are sleeping in the background and Ginger is deciding to make her appearance and they've both been snoring really loudly. Yes. So hopefully well, your sound people can cut that out. It, it will neither be the first nor last time a dog with a smushed face has snored on Mind Witchery. So that's usually Kevin's role, but... Um, <laughs>